Life Audio. Welcome to the TMS Podcast, where we share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. Hey, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater. Have you ever looked at your spouse and asked, what do we have in common? In marriage, there's always the potential for our differences to divide us, especially if that's what we're focused on. Today, we're sharing five practical ways you and your spouse can stop your differences from dividing you. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So, Ted. Yes. We did an episode way back at the beginning of the podcast. I think it was like episode three titled how your individual differences can help you grow together. Right. Talking about differences. Right. Yeah. We talked about building on common interests, not forcing change in your spouse and learning to stretch and try new things. Cool. And we've done all those things over the last 20 years of marriage. Absolutely. Okay. But I'm going to get really real here now. Not that we're not normally really (laughs) real, but it feels a little vulnerable. But we talked about how podcasting helps us be vulnerable right. a few weeks ago. I think, you know, in the last few years, something that maybe we've been struggling with or I've been struggling with is not letting our differences divide us. Hmm. I don't know if you felt that at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just me. No, no, we're not. Okay. Well, but maybe over the course of the conversation, something will... Uh... You'll go, oh, I know what you're talking about. I think you will. I think as we talk through it, you'll be like... Okay, I see where you're coming okay. from. Okay. Well, this can be fun. So, for example, yes. you and I don't share a love for politics. Share a love. I enjoy politics, thinking about politics, and you don't so much. Right. You're, yeah, I'm the big picture of the that makes no difference to my everyday life. And you're like family and friends and stuff that affects everyday life. Yeah. 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 I was actually had it in my notes for later. Don't. Yeah, no, that's good. You did not ruin it. But like you're strongly opinionated and you like to stay up to date. I'm informed and correct. Yes. (laughs) Well, I prefer to more quietly kind of contemplate current events. I'm not going to get into any online Facebook debates. Uh, But they're always so successful and effective and productive and fruitful. Yes, he says sarcastically (laughs) with a twinkle in his eye because, Uh, yeah, maybe just maybe you do do that. But, but yeah, you know, like you just said, you're more of the big world issues that get you fired up. And I'm 
the things that get me upset or fired up or things that have to do issues and problems we have to solve with our family. Right. Okay. So that's one thing where I think sometimes that can divide us because maybe I, and I may have this later in my notes, but I don't always love to hear about how fired up you are about some things, especially right before bed. Or the the words I choose to use to characterize right. the uh, opposing viewpoint. Yeah. And I think sometimes you're maybe disappointed by how unengaged I get when you're sharing me, sharing things with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that can divide us a little bit. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And I think also our differences in communicating at times yes. can cause division. Like I'm very much an external processor and that can drive you crazy at times. <laughs> and Yeah. Where we may um, cycle through the same concept a few times as you refine it and process it and think about it. Right. And you're a little bit more, I think, of an internal processor. Right. Like, I don't always know what you're thinking, and that can drive me crazy, especially if we are having some weirdness or conflict in our relationship. And I'm like, well, I don't know what he's thinking. And then trying to Sometimes get you. I don't either. Right. Okay. There so you go. Time to think about it. <laughs> to work through it. Work through it. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yes. So what are some practical ways as couples that the listeners and us, that we can stop letting our differences divide us? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. And you got five of them. I have five of them this week. Okay. The first one is to understand that we are innately different. You are different. No doubt about it. <laughs> okay. Right. But, okay, so I've been listening to the audiobook version of Gary Thomas's book, Loving Him Well. And I know I've mentioned that book before. I don't remember in what episode. But there's a chapter in it that I just listened to recently titled Understanding the Male Mind. And it was fascinating. I found it super helpful hmm. that I ended up actually ordering a physical copy because, as I mentioned to you, Ted, I want you to read the chapter so we can talk through it and you can so tell me. Resonates with me as accurate. And... Right. Because okay. I want to better understand maybe, you know, some of these frustrations that we are having, like in communication or differences in communication. Maybe I can better understand how your mind works and where you're coming from if you read it, too, and okay. we talk about it. That's good. Yeah. Um, Maybe we could talk about that in a forthcoming podcast. We could. Yeah, that could be fun because it might be helpful, might yeah. be interesting to those listening. And Gary Thomas wrote it. I'm sure it's there's some helpfulness to right. it. And it's super thoughtful. Yeah. And he starts off, okay, so he starts off this chapter by saying, many marital problems arise not because of an issue between a specific couple, say Jack and Jill or Larry and Sherry, but because of a breakdown in understanding between a male and a female. And then he goes on to talk about some of the differences that like neuroscientists have discovered between the male and female brain and how those differences impact our interactions. And I'd heard some of these things before, but a lot of it was new to me and I thought it was fascinating. Hmm. So I think of those books, right? Uh, Mars and Venus and Spaghetti and Waffles. and Right. Um to touch on that? Not I haven't specific. read those books, so I don't know. That's a really good question. Maybe I should have read those books. Interesting. You know? So again, this is sort of a generalizing, but every couple is going to have their own specifics. Right. And he says at certain points, you know, this is not everyone's going to fit this perfectly. But he's been doing psychology and sociology and stuff for long enough to see Patterns. Well, and he, he 
quotes from experts. He finds studies and quotes from experts in the field. In quotes from books? No. One, I'm not an expert. (laughs) Two, I don't know anything about this field. Uh, He did endorse Team Us, though. That's awesome. But no, I mean, he even talks about how in the womb, like male and female brains, they develop and are wired differently. And he looks at like why guys might get angrier faster what do you mean than women (laughs) (laughs) so anyway my point in bringing it all up is that men and women's brains are wired differently and the difference alone i think is something that can divide us before we even get into like specific different you know likes and dislikes interesting i i think of um the punishments that god gave to adam and eve among them being that um I talked about this before, haven't I, in a previous podcast? I don't know. Keep going and I'll let okay, you know. <laughs> but uh, he affirmed that Adam and Eve are different, that uh, punishments for Adam are working and sweating and toiling. Right. And for Eve would be pain in childbirth and also that she would seek to usurp his authority. As, as, uh, I mean, they are right there affirming their differences in between the you know the husband and the wife. Interesting. I don't think you've mentioned that. So I hadn't really thought of that. Yeah. So, you know, I think that this first way not to allow differences to divide us, we need to acknowledge and accept that we're innately different. Mm -hmm. We're not going to naturally approach all emotions and every conflict and just life in general identically. And I think once we've acknowledged and accepted that, then it's helpful, like we're planning to do, to learn more about it and talk about it and figure out what is true for us individually and what might be, you know, impacting our marriage. And so I highly recommend this chapter. I think also uh, Shanti Feldhein's books for men only and for women only, they touch on some of the stuff, like something that he mentioned in there about how long it takes men to process like complex emotions or conflict. I think he may have quoted her on that and included that in the chapter. She does heard that before. Primary research, right? Right. So that's cool. Yeah. So it's just, it was, it's a fascinating chapter. Okay. So two. Number two. Don't despise our spouse's differences. It's kind of a harsh word. I wow. know. It is a strong Good. word. Despise. Dis- yeah. Well, I mean. Help me understand. Dictionary.com okay. says that despise means to regard with contempt, distaste, distaste disgust, or disdain. And here's the thing. I think that, and I'm going off my notes a little bit here, I think it's a slippery slope in a sense. I think when we start being annoyed with our spouse's differences and then that annoyance turns into dislike and then dislike starts turning into distaste, we can find ourselves at despise if we're not careful. Wow. You know, and I think that, I think, The longer we're married, I think that there's more opportunity maybe for this if we're not careful, because I don't know why. I mean, I'm I'm speculating. I'm thinking because we're more comfortable, more familiar, maybe less patient during our day to day because life is full, Mm -hmm. you know. But I mean, I think that sometimes we dislike each other's differences. Don't you do you ever despise when I'm communicating with you and you're really frustrated? Do you ever despise the way I'm communicating? I mean, or dislike? I've used a dislike, yeah, yeah, or um, a little impatient sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I get too many words, and then I can't 
like I get kind of stopped up because they're just too many words. You get this look on your face. <laughs> I start glazing. And at least 50% of the time, I'm wise enough to go, you had too many words. <laughs> I said that to you this morning and you were like, well, just finish your train of thought and then yes. I guess I want to say, use the strong word despise, because if I just, right, and if I just say dislike or are annoyed by, it doesn't make it. As alarming. Exactly. Something that needs to be dealt with. Right. Before it gets to distinct. Exactly. So, I mean, that was just the word that naturally came to mind as I was doing my notes. And I did recognize it was a strong word. Didn't I have that feeling toward you and, uh. In one of the chapters of your first book? Yes, three team us. It's in, <laughs> did you just, was that the word we used? Despise? I think it yes. was. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, and for some time, like, okay. So my communication can frustrate you. Sometimes I get annoyed or frustrated if we're like talking about something and I just want to keep the subject happy and good. <laughs> and you suddenly, your first response has something negative. In it, And I'm like, really? This was just supposed to be silly and fun. Can we keep it silly and fun? And I don't think you like when I when I ask you that either. Uh, I don't know. So uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I know exactly. I know. About it. I, a recent example. A recent example. Yes. We, well, should I share it? Uh, no, we'll skip. We'll just say, OK, I we like psych, which we've talked about yes. before. And mm-hmm. on Psych, if you have not watched it, one of the characters named Gus has a blue car called the Blueberry. Uh-huh. It's really and funny. I was taking a walk and saw a little blue car that reminded me of it. <laughs> and so I took a picture of it and said, oh, it's the Blueberry. And somehow Ted turned this into a political discussion. And I was like, really? I mean, California is beautiful. Great people, good food, good culture, all that stuff. But some of the politics, people like to get away from that. Yeah. So I, I conjectured that. Yeah, Sean and Gus left California because of politics. Now they're our neighbors. Yes. And I was like, does it have to be negative? I thought it was very positive because they're our neighbors <laughs> now. <laughs> You're All right. Neighbors. Well, okay. Yes. I- so, so how do we learn not to end up despising our differences? And I think a lot of it has to do with practical way number three. Oh. And that is to learn to appreciate and respect our spouse's differences. For example, I might not love politics or even want to focus on it, and I definitely don't want to hear about it right before bed, (laughs) but I can still figure out ways to learn to appreciate that you care about it and are passionate about it and are willing to speak up when things, when you see things that you think need speaking up about. I've also sort of realized over the last couple of years that I think keeping up with politics helps me in my work. My clients, you know, yes. shows them that I, I'm getting way off track here, but. Right. It's part, it, it helps you do your job. Yeah. Well, but anyway, we're talking a lot about and, politics. And so you, where you might cycle through an idea several times to process, maybe I should think, you know, it's, it's, it's important enough to Ashley that she wants to mull it over and really work through an issue, even if it's verbal. And it is verbal. That's how I work through it. And sometimes that means going through it several times. And sometimes you could probably 
get me to stop cycling through it by how you... What I hear you say is... By how you respond to me, by letting me know that I have hurt, that you have heard me and you understand what I'm saying. You're like nodding at me. Yes, I understand. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. But anyway, okay. So I can think of a way recently that, no, this is good. Oh. That you respected our differences. Um, so, okay. Recently, you wanted to go see the film Nefarious. Is that right? Yeah, it's a Christian horror film, maybe. I don't know how to characterize it in the way it's accurate because I haven't seen it, but I've read some reviews and kept up with the author. Right. But and you don't like that kind of thing, I, especially when it's spiritual and dark. Right. I not only don't like horror, I mean, I can watch like a silly, spoofy horror television show you're a fan of the app you know but it's just not original it's not good for like my spirit and my heart and i know that not only because i'm very visual so if i see that kind of stuff i can't forget it but also i am prone if those of you have read braving sorrow together know i'm prone to naturally feeling fearful and anxious and so i try very hard not to watch media that feeds that or encourages that and you know that about me so you you teased me a little bit and about not teased like made fun of me but kind of like oh come on let's go but but you were also very respectful of the fact that yeah i have drawn a boundary line there and that's a difference because you probably could have gone and seen someday i'll watch and been fine but Hmm. so see it was a positive thing Nice. Yeah. I uh, appreciated and respected your difference. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yes. Four. We're on four already. Have shared interests that... Fast. Let's slow down. Unite. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Number four is... Have shared interests that unite you. So we've talked a lot about having shared interests. Right. You know, it reminds us of what we have in common and what we like doing together. And I think... The shared interests make the differences not seem as big. Okay. Don't you think? And that's something we can do on like a date night or, or even just the end of the day, the way we wind down together. Right. Well, and think about back when we were like dating and first married. Mm-hmm. We focused our attention and our energy on doing things that we both liked. Right. It's been a while since we've flown a kite. It's been like years. 20 years since we flew. No. Well, girls. flew a kite together because we have flown them with the girls. I think Arizona would be a great place to fly kites. Indy, yeah. Right. I have a song in my head now from Mary Poppins. Nice. Let's go fly a kite. Let's go fly a kite. Right. I wasn't sure if I could hit the notes on key, so that's why I didn't start I singing. I let you do it. Uh-huh. Uh, well, what's another example? Oh. So eating food, food music. Music. Although you're revisiting all of your um, 80s music roots, and I don't necessarily know that. Mm -hmm. Like, I think our common music interest was probably more Christian music, because that's what I grew up listening to. Yeah. Food, music. I don't know. Is that bad? I don't know. Garden stuff, too. We've been doing that. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Getting them, getting plants together. I don't love gardening things, but I love seeing them thrive right and so that's why i water them in the mornings Mm -hmm. but picking them out together that's been fun doing different things with the house 
you know, I mean, decisions together about lights or right. Obviously, our kids are a common, common interest. interest, right? <laughs> but I mean, I did. Uh, what do I tell you that I probably have like a midlife crisis every six months? Is that is that what I tell you? Yeah, I I have told you that. Oh before. wow! So I think I was having one a month ago when I was <laughs> like, Ted. What do we have in common? Do we have anything in common anymore? <laughs> I don't think you took me super seriously because maybe you didn't realize how serious I was. Well, I didn't know how to respond. So I didn't. Right. Yeah. That's when you say, sure, we do. Sure, we do. We both use Max. <laughs> we both eat food. We eat food. We love our kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our church. Yep. We record a podcast together. Together. Yeah. But okay, so this is where I'm going with that. That one leads into number five, me sharing that, because I think number five is to spend time together, because I think what I ended up realizing when I was going through that was we had not been spending time together. We had been doing a lot of, you know, what Greg Smalley and Robert Paul in their book, Nine Lies That Will Destroy Your Marriage, they call work talk, which is basically... We talk about kids, schedules, who's taking who where, what do we have going on today? Can you take out the trash? We were doing a lot of that, but we weren't having heart talk where we were really connecting at a heart level or going and doing fun things together. Making memories. Right. And so I think because we weren't doing that, I wasn't, ex- it felt like we didn't have anything in common because we weren't spending Got it. good time together. You know, so I think... A big part of not letting your differences divide you is not only to have those common interests, but actually spend time together doing those things you enjoy together. Nice. So, all right. Are we ready to recap? Yes. Okay. Recap. So five ways to stop your differences from dividing you are. How about if we uh, alternate? Okay. I want to say the first one. Go for it. Understand that you are innately different. Okay. Number two. Don't despise your spouse's differences. Number three, learn to appreciate your differences. And respect. I just forgot to add it there. Appreciate and respect and respect. Mm -hmm. Have shared interests that unite you. And spend time together. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I think during that time we weren't spending together was also when we were on a break from recording the podcast. Ah. Yeah. Podcasting is good, even if you're not good at it. Right. (laughs) <laughs> someday we'll be good at it we're, we're better some weeks than others but okay so for this week's s challenge yes i would love to see the listeners identify one difference that maybe has been dividing them and their spouse lately and then take some time to think about what you can appreciate and respect about that difference and then tell your spouse how you appreciate and respect that difference and keep it all positive that's good that's a, it's a little tough one, though. I know. Because you really got to think about the differences. Right. And it might actually take some heart talk. Oh. Right? I mean, heart talk meaning you're going and you're having meaningful conversation with your spouse. And it goes into what we talked about last week, which was praising your spouse and being specific about it. So, all right. Great. Well, thanks for joining us on the Team Us podcast. We're looking forward to next time as we keep talking about how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. Team Us with Ted and Ashley Slater is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. 
If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com.